0: Welcome everybody to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again. We have another amazing uh, podcast for you this morning. Uh, and actually, we're not that far apart. Usually during these podcasts, we're countries, you know, states apart, but you're just up the road a bit there in uh, Oklahoma. Like, yes, sir, probably about. I'm in Waco, so you're probably about what four hours away. Probably. Okay. Uh, we have a Kay. How's it going today?
1: It is going good. How are you, Tom?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right. Just living the Waco lifestyle. You know, it's, (laughs) it's hot, it's cold, it's wet, it's dry, you know.
1: It's bipolar weather. I understand.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I live, growing up in Chicago, it was the exact same way, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, um, you know, thank you so much for, uh, reaching out to us. Um, I'm sure you, uh, You uh, got our website link from one of the massive posts that I continually make promoting the podcast, you know, so we really appreciate you uh, taking the interest. Um, I know you have some new music out, and you'd mentioned before this that you're getting ready to go back into the studio the end of May, and then you have some shows coming up, which is actually kind of rare this day (laughs) in age with everything kind of going on right now, but... As the states reopen, I'm sure we'll start seeing a lot more shows coming on.
1: I sure hope so. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's start from the uh, beginning here. What originally got you into music?
1: Oh, man. I mean, ever since I was little, I would always just run around our house singing. I grew up listening to music. My dad, there's baby videos of me, and he has Johnny Cash or Merle Haggard playing in the background. And so that really got me started. Um, just playing, I guess, as a kid. And then when I was in second grade, I went to a Rick Springfield concert with my dad. And he actually pulled me up on stage to sing with him. And that's really where it all started. And that's when I knew for a fact, that's what I wanted to do.
0: Oh, that's awesome. awesome. (laughs) And um, do you remember, the first, like, what was the first song that really spoke to you as a musician?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, Dolly's I Will Always Love You. That's probably my favorite song. Um, What started my writing, I started writing when I was around 10, 11. And obviously, that was the Taylor Swift era. especially for young girls. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started really picking up writing and just kind of experiencing and finding new artists that I really liked. So I like to base it off of um, a lot of Miranda for my style. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of her stuff I value. Gretchen Wilson, I like her range and her rock style, but then also like Dolly, Willie, Waylon, Merle. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's is too many.
0: Yeah, no, understood, understood. Um and then so you said you'd started writing at about 10 and obviously your writing style has changed since your since then. But uh what what's kind of your writing process? How do you, or like when you sit down to write a song, what's kind of your uh, process behind it?
1: Really it, it just has to come to you. If you try to force it, it does not work for me. Um, I usually write the lyrics first. It starts more as a poem, I guess. And then I go in and try to find a melody. But then sometimes a melody will come to me first. And I'll have to play that or hum it into you know, my voice memo on my phone and then go back and write.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And um, so you've got some new music coming out or already out. <laughs> my bad. Wow, it's early yet. But uh you've got uh got some new music that's out. What was is this the first time you've released music or is this kind of
1: This is my first EP okay. that I released in March. Okay. Um so when you listen to that that is probably about 4 or 5 years ago me. And I, I really just wanted to get it out there. I valued the songs. It was the first mm-hmm. step I ever truly took serious to writing and finally paid money to get it recorded and gotcha. put it out there.
0: Awesome. And then how did you kind of uh, select the songs that were going to be on this EP?
1: Um, well, it, I picked um, the first two I released as singles. Mm-hmm. And so I took that and I just put these on the same EP. So I only have five songs on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other ones were pretty personal to me and I felt that they needed to be out there.
0: Okay. So you, did you specifically write for the EP or did you just have a conglomerate of songs and said, okay, these all kind of work together?
1: That's exactly what I did. Okay.
0: That's Um, awesome. Um, and then what was the, uh, what was it like being in the studio recording?
1: Oh, I loved it. That is probably one of my favorite processes of being in the music industry besides the live performance, obviously. Yeah. But I went to ACM at UCO in Edmond, Oklahoma. And so there we were able to use, we had, uh, school studios. We were able to use those and go in late at night. And that's actually how I met my band. Mm. And so a couple of these songs were actually school projects. But
0: oh, oh, nice. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, uh, what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody looking to go into the studio for the first time?
1: Don't be nervous. <laughs> I mean, it, it's easier said than done. But really, you don't want to waste time when you go in. You just have to breathe. You have to know that exactly what you're doing, be prepared, have your charts, have the lyrics, just be prepared really. Gotcha.
0: And then, so kind of keeping on that train, because one of the things that we like to do is pass on advice to younger musicians. Um, What advice would you have for a younger musician that's maybe just getting started in the industry?
1: Don't stop. There's going to be a lot of no's and negativity and you just gotta blow past that and keep on going. If I if I would have stayed with all the no's, I was told I wouldn't have moved to Tennessee.
0: Gotcha. And yeah. so that that's where you're you're currently in Oklahoma. But when the pandemic isn't a thing, that you're usually in Tennessee. Is that yes. It? Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's it like? For, what's it been like for you out in Tennessee?
1: Competitive. Okay. <laughs> the industry is very big. It's very competitive there. Um, everyone's trying to do exactly what I'm doing. Um, so you're really, you're playing for free. You're just trying to get in as many riders rounds as possible. Just get your stuff out there and have more experience.
0: And, um, so you're, you're basic, do you, so you're basically, um, it said you were living in Murfreesboro, but you're basically going to Nashville every day, or is that, I'm not 100% sure where Murfreesboro is.
1: Murfreesboro cause. is uh, south from Nashville, so it's, okay. about, it's about an hour away, probably, with traffic.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Not too far, but I attend Middle Tennessee State University. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. See, I was, growing up in Chicago, we'd always go to, like, western Kentucky, Yeah, we'd never really make it. Like if we went to Tennessee, it was always like Western Tennessee, and so we were kind of away from Nashville and all that. So I'm, you know, I'm you, I know where Murfreesboro, Kentucky is, but yeah, where you know, so, and then, and when people would ask me if I've ever been to Murfreesboro, they were always talking about Tennessee, not Kentucky, because the Kentucky Murfreesboro is like a little small town, you know. Oh yeah. So, but. Yeah, that's awesome. And so obviously, obviously being a musician, Nashville, and that area is kind of a haven for musicians. But was there like a specific reason why you decided to go to Tennessee? (laughs) Or was it just everything that I just said?
1: A lot of what you just said, really, I, you know, there's more to just your hometown. I wanted to experience, I wanted to make new connections. And I felt that Tennessee was the perfect place to do that.
0: Yeah. And actually Oklahoma is not that far. So it's like, you know, because I was, I lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky for a little bit. And one of the places I was looking to move was, I believe it was Tulsa. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So it's like that. I had to make a drive there to go for a job interview and it's like, Oh, this drive isn't, isn't bad. You know?
1: No, nah, so. it's not too, too bad. No, yeah.
0: But um, how are things going for you during this pandemic? Are you uh, staying sane, staying?
1: I'm trying to write as much as possible. I'm trying not to force it. Um, like I said, I'm getting in the studio in a couple of weeks and most of the songs that I've written for this n- next EP I wrote during quarantine. So, uh,
0: yeah. Is, uh, so you're doing a second EP. Is there a hope of doing like an LP at some point, or are you going to just kind of stick with the EPs?
1: I would hope to do an LP later when I have money for it. <laughs> um, this one has a couple more on it than my last one. So... We're we're trying to work towards a a
0: little gotcha. bit more. Gotcha.
1: But this sound is a whole lot different than my first one.
0: Awesome. Well, let's talk about that for a little bit then. How's the ev? What's the evolution of your music kind of from your current EP to the next one? Like, what what's that evolution sounding like? What are you doing to play with your sound?
1: I. I'm really just trying to find what kind of artist I truly want to be. And I think this this next one, I think it's really who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one was who I was. And it had a lot of steel. It had a lot of like just acoustics. It was more of the 90s country, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, and then this next one, I want it to be more Southern rock or what a lot of people in Texas have been calling grunge rock okay. or grunge country, I guess. Yeah. It's going to have a lot more of that sound to it.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I've just really recently been introduced to like the Texas country scene. So, like the red dirt country and the um, not so much the grunge country. Like that, that, that's kind of a new one for me. But I'm sure somebody that sees this is like, wait a minute, you've lived in Texas for six months and, you, you know, and it's like, sorry, you know. <laughs> My bad. Um, But yeah, so I'm just now kind of really getting into that scene. And it's really cool. Like the sound is completely different. I've been in the doing the live and amplified thing for a while. I'm starting to um, meet country musicians from all over the world that want to come to Texas and just learn about the different styles of country music in Texas like add it to their repertoire and take it back home.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's always, that's always really exciting. And it's like, okay, now it's time to go get out there and learn more about it. So, um, so you've got, that'll be, that's kind of the evolution of your sound moving forward. And you think that's kind of the pocket that you're going to stay in is like those, the grunge country,
1: I'm hoping so. Kind of the Red Dirt grunge, mix that together. I want to try to get like that Mutt Lang sound from mm-hmm. Death Leopard Shania and try to kind of incorporate that.
0: Cool. Cool. And then uh, I know in this morning you commented on one of our uh, posts on our music group page that you yeah. haven't had a chance to play in Texas? Or? I
1: So I just started playing live about – with a full band about a year or two okay.
0: ago okay yeah. gotcha and so texas is one place that you want to come play I, yeah. that is
1: definitely probably the main place i want to come play is nice. texas with my band
0: nice. and uh well i mean it, we seem to be opening up relatively quick here like i saw a venue here in Waco looking for some acts, and then I saw some, a venue somewhere that's actually got a show tonight, so... Wow. I'm I'm a little apprehensive to go to that specific show. Like, I mean, I love the yeah. two positions that are playing, but it's like, uh, did you guys not see the news this week? A salon owner got thrown in jail for opening. Like...
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not, not too keen on going to one of these deals and then having to deal with the police. Like, I just... <laughs> But, you know, politics aside, you know, that's just kind of something that's always interesting. Um, And then kind of to piggyback off of the evolution of your music, with with you having a little bit more free time than normal, not being able to play gigs and all that stuff, are you doing anything to kind of challenge yourself musically?
1: I have been trying to challenge my guitar skills. I'm not the best at it. But I'm getting a lot better. Um, trying to challenge my writing skills as well, and then just be working on my vocal warm up, seeing if I can broaden my range out or just strengthen the vocal cords up as much as possible.
0: Gotcha. And then, are you you're a are you a full time musician at this point, or are you full time or musician student? Are you working at all, or?
1: I am a student. I'm a musician, and I'm actually a gymnastics coach.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> that, wow. That I was not expecting that last one. That's <laughs> how, how did let, let's go down that rabbit hole for a little bit. Okay. Uh, how would you get involved with or what? How did you get involved with gymnastics? Was it something that you did as a little kid, and then just kind of?
1: I did it when I was very young. I probably did it for about five, six years, and then I quit and went off to other sports, and then did more music, and then Mm -hmm. my sophomore year of high school, I jumped back in and started being a tumbling coach, and I did that for the rest of high school, which I moved to Edmond, Oklahoma, which is more city area, Mm -hmm. and started working at a gym there, and then I transferred to MTSU in Murfreesboro, Mm -hmm. and then I got another gymnastics job there, so it's just... I've been coaching for probably about seven, eight years now.
0: Right. So you've been coaching more than you actually participated in gymnastics.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ain't that strange. <laughs> hey,
0: like, I mean, I know plenty of people that are better at coaching than, or they have more of a knack for coaching than they did participating or playing or, you know,
1: yeah, whatever
0: it is in whatever various sports or activities. So that's, um, so are you, one One thing to just kind of clarify, are you born and raised in Oklahoma or?
1: Yes, okay. I am born and raised in Lone Grove, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, we are dead center between Dallas and Oklahoma City.
0: Okay, gotcha. We're right on I-35. Okay, because I, I was trying to clarify because you said you had moved to Edmond and I was just like, wait a minute, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Just trying to clarify a little bit, but... Um, so the gymnastics coaching is kind of your steady income and then being a student and Mm -hmm. the music is just kind of a bonus. Oh, yeah. Is the gymnastics coaching something you want to continue once you get done with school or is it just kind of something that's?
1: It's just been something that I've done through school, especially after graduating high school. You know, I'm not the athlete anymore. And the Mm. freshman 15, I had to keep that away. (laughs) The gymnastics job kept me in shape and Mm. kept me close with kids, which I absolutely adore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm more worried about the Quarren 15 right now. Oh. Yeah. Me
1: too.
0: You know, so it's like, I jumped on the scale the other day, and I was like, "Oh no, let's not do that one again," you know.
1: Oh, I I totally understand. (laughs) It has not been well. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but um, so how much uh, longer do you have left in school? Are you almost done, or?
1: I will be a senior this next year. Um, I will graduate in December of 2021. Okay. Um, so yep. about a year and a half left.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, what are you studying okay. in school?
1: Um, so I have an associate's degree in vocal performance. Okay. And then I am currently getting my bachelor's degree in um, commercial songwriting, actually. Oh, nice. My major. And then I have, a, or I'm getting a minor in entrepreneurship.
0: Okay. You know, that when I was in college, that was the one thing that they because I went to school for film and they, they understood that not everybody was going to go into film or like the chances of that being your actual career were slim to none. So mm-hmm. they forced you to go get a minor and me being the lazy person that I was, I literally asked the, uh, per, or the, uh, my guidance counselor, I was like, well, what do I have the most credits in that I would have to take the least amount of classes to get a minor in? And she's like, well, you have all these history courses, so you could get yeah. a history minor, and I'm like, Perfect, let's do that. Yeah. And then it's like, so now I got a bachelor's in cinema with a history minor. And it's like, Boy, I didn't think that went out very well.
1: That's an interesting combination there.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is very true. Um so it's just one of those deals where it's like, eh, I probably should have went into business or advertise. you know, just like found, figured out one of those minors, it would be a little bit more beneficial to what I do, you know, but so you're going to be graduating in December and then is the hope to, or well, obviously the hope is to go music full-time at that point.
1: Yes. Okay. That, fingers crossed that's working out.
0: <laughs> nice. And then what? Like, usually the next question I ask is what are you doing to prepare for music after COVID-19? But you've kind of already answered that question because you're writing and going, getting ready to go into the studio, but is there anything else that you're kind of doing to be, make sure you're ready to hit the ground running one?
1: Oh man. I'm looking over the business side. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn more of the business side of things. Um, and then just trying to get my story correct just practice the way i perform that way i'm not saying um constantly on stage oh, yeah. And just let it flow out naturally
0: gotcha gotcha yeah that's it's kind of a bad habit i used to say that pretty regularly during the podcasts where it was just like every other word and it's like nope nope don't say it don't say it don't say it yeah So now i'm really trying to consciously make an effort not to say that word.
1: So, <laughs> I understand.
0: um uh, wow, well, and there it is. Um uh, but so yeah, we we we've kind of uh, been talking here for a little bit and it's been a really good conversation so I really appreciate you giving us the time and I for some reason I thought you're out on the east coast for sele- or asking to be on this early, and I was just like, oh, she must be out on the East Coast somewhere or in the Eastern time zone, you know. And then That's I found, perfect. Then I found out, I was like, oh, no, she's crazy like I am. Yay. <laughs> so, um, but let's kind of uh, step back a little bit because we kind of brushed over how the band came together really quickly. So I'm kind of, you met the band while recording in a school studio?
1: I met them at school, yeah. Okay. Um, how, how... I, had, I had one song, which was my first single um, called Chevy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that one written that I actually wrote in Nashville and I wanted to do more with it. I wanted to record it and I wanted to release it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, there was this guy in my, one of my classes, I can't even remember what it was. And he was a production major, but he also played guitar. And I just begged him pretty much, like, hey, please do this. Well, then he brought in the drummer and then another guitar player who also plays bass. And that's really just how we came together. Oh, nice. It was just a weird situation that turned out to be great.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's awesome when stuff like that works out, you know. Um, And then, so the band's pretty much been the same ever since you guys first met? And there's yes. not been really any major lineup changes or anything?
1: No, there's not been any changes, actually. It's just been strictly us. We, I guess the the t- I have two guitar players, and then I have a drummer and then a bass player. The guitar players and the drummer I met at ACM, I met them at school, and then one of the guitar players knew the bass player, and he actually – Graduated from Tulsa area, so he was like a senior in high school, and we met. Oh, nice! Um, so okay. the first show we played together was the first time I even met my bass player.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, and so, are do they? Will they come out to Oklahoma? Or no? You said the bass player is from Tulsa, or we're all from,
1: from Oklahoma. Okay.
0: And just um, happen to be. Out just happened to be at the same school is that or am I am I fogging up the timeline a little bit
1: the guitar players and the drummer all of us met at in college
0: at at middle Tennessee
1: Uh, no at UCO University of Central Oklahoma this is my first few years of college I'm sorry okay
0: that's what I'm trying I'm like wait a minute what's going on here okay Okay. so you, you went to uh Oklahoma yep Oklahoma for, for, for your associates, and then now yes. you're at Middleton. Okay, perfect.
1: I'm sorry. I <laughs> should have cleared that. Before. <laughs> oh,
0: you're, you're good. You're good. And so do they come – then let me reverse that question. Do they come out to Tennessee when you're out there?
1: We have not yet. Okay. Because, like I said, the competition is super, super stiff. And if you don't have somewhat of a name, it's really difficult to get out and to get a paying gig. Um, So I've just been doing a lot of riders rounds out in Tennessee lately and just being acoustic and just getting my songs and my name kind of out there. Um, But when I am back here in Oklahoma, um, even on Christmas break, we played, we played a set over at Grady's in Yukon, Oklahoma.
0: Okay. And so what, this is going to be a really weird question to ask. What do you prefer playing solo acoustic or playing the uh, band stuff?
1: Playing with the band. I I love those guys. They they help me, they support me, and versa. Uh, I've helped them out, they've helped me out, and I really would like to keep going with them as well.
0: Okay. And I uh, do you kind of stay in the um country, or grunge country pocket when you're doing the solo acoustic stuff, or is it more just like traditional country when you're doing the solo acoustic stuff?
1: It's more traditional country. Okay. Um doing it acoustic. So I like having the whole sound that sounds so much better. It, you get different like characteristics when you're playing with the band. It's it's just an amazing feeling.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um and so you you're basically out in Tennessee just repping for the band as hard as you can. As Yes. Yeah. And then when you're doing the solo stuff oh, Okay, cool. I thought I lost you there for a second. It said my internet connection was unstable. So I was like, no, can't lose you. <laughs> uh, but so do you you pretty much play the same songs when you uh, jump between the band and the acoustic stuff? Or do you have like different sets that you play?
1: Um, I... I like to play a lot of the country stuff more if I'm doing the acoustic shows. When we're doing with the full band, we like to do more of like the 80s rock mixed with, and do some mashups between like Leonard Skinner and Kid Rock. We did a mashup with a couple of their songs before. Um, so, I mean, I say I have two different set lists, definitely one okay. for the acoustic and one for the live.
0: And that's more in reference to, like, the cover songs that you'll do? Yes. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. No, I've, that's, I've seen a lot of bands starting to do a lot more of, like, they're not really mashups. They'll, like, bridge two cover songs together, so they'll find, like, one cover song. My and the Yeah. Yeah. So... That's that's a really cool thing that I've seen out there, and I really like when people do that. They could find two songs that kind of match to a point, and then they can kind of transition from one song to the other. Yes. So, um, well, since my internet seems to be not wanting to, I don't know, it's doing weird things, but we're going to try and truck along here a little bit longer. Um, Okay. So you've got some shows coming up, which is yes. like we talked about. You've got, you said you have one in June, and then you just announced one for July last night. Yes. Uh, what shows do you have coming up? Um, and how, I guess not how did you book them, but like what, what shows do you have coming up?
1: Um, I have an acoustic show June 6th at Mill Street Tavern here in Ardmore Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, and I just I just knew the owner and I did him a favor and vice versa you know yeah. help each other out as much yeah. as possible um, and then July 25th I believe it was I hope I'm right not messing up yeah this.
0: it's July 25th
1: at so least that's I um we my band and I were performing at Grady's in Yukon, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, which we've been there a couple of times. Absolutely love that place. It's just a nice, comfortable feel. And then we have a back-to-back show July 31st and August 1st, um, on Lake Texoma actually at Bar Bay.
0: Okay. And then the hope after that is to start Playing more shows, come down to Texas if possible.
1: Absolutely. I've I've been trying to reach out, trying to find what places are nice and will probably allow super small and known yeah. bands, yeah. trying to figure out and just see how far they are. Because, I mean, like I said, I have a couple guys driving from Tulsa, Stillwater, and more.
0: Yeah. I and mean, we're
1: pretty spread out here in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Um, when, when we get off here, shoot me a message and I will get you in, con- I have a friend who has a bunch of, he lives up in Wichita Falls. Um, okay. and so he, he's pretty in the music scene there. I don't know like what they have available or what they're looking for, but, uh, I'll try and get you two in contact and see if he can help you book a couple places or a place. That's- I would love that. I don't know if that or Amarillo would be closer for you, but I'm thinking Wichita Falls would probably be a little bit of an easier.
1: I'm not. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's pretty
0: close. Cause I, you said you're like right in between Dallas and Oklahoma city. So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. just knowing the very limited amount about the Northern Texas geography. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no i once again i just want to thank you so much i really appreciate it and uh as we kind of wrap things up if anybody's watching and have any questions feel free to throw them in the comments i've seen a few people kind of jumping in and out so um one of the big questions that we ask is why music
1: why music
0: yeah why music
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Music's something that everyone can relate to. It's something that's constantly in our lives. We're born with music, actually. I mean, our heart, it's music. It keeps it beat constantly. So we're all tied to it in some way. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to be an inspiration for younger kids or even somebody that wants to go into the industry. Just how, you know, Taylor Swift
0: was for me. And why music? Why, why not music? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. You know, it's <laughs> like, even though I can't really play anything, I still am able to enjoy it. Like, it's just the universal language. Like, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, not that I haven't tried to play. I just, you know, for whatever reason, when I was in fourth grade and I tried to play the trumpet, it just didn't work. I don't know if it was because I didn't have the ability to practice or the patience to practice, but, you know, fourth grade band.
1: I mean, either way, you're still connecting with music in some way, especially driving down the road. You listen maybe to podcasts, but podcasts have music in the background. Movies have it. It's just. Like I said, the universal language.
0: Yep. Music is tied to everything. It is. Um but no, I really, really appreciate that answer and that's that sums it sums everything up really nicely. Um was there anything that I maybe I'd missed that you wanted to talk about or any like big things that I missed? No.
1: no? I just I really appreciate you having me on the show and just taking your time.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, thank you. Well, I've I've said it a hundred times already, but thank you. No, really thank you. Um, Really appreciate you and your interest in what we're doing. You know, independent musicians are really, really in a tough place right now, especially if they're not working full-time that, you know, so like right now, everybody was telling me like, "Oh, are you going to take a break during the pandemic?" It's like, "No, I'm going to hit it even harder because why not?" Like
1: Exactly. You
0: know. So, it it's it's been a crazy couple or I said couple weeks, it should be a couple months at this point. Know, it's been a crazy couple of months, but, you know, it's it's been exciting and uh, getting to meet talented musicians like yourself, you know. I um you know, it's, it's really exciting and just all the connections I've made in the last 90, even the not last 90 days, it's been insane. Um, <laughs> so where, like, I mean, is there one place in Texas that you'd really like to play? Like one sit, is there like one place that's like sticking out as a bucket list? I oh have, Yeah.
1: I mean, I'd love to try to get in with College Station, Um, Billy Bob's. That's that's the goal, the big goal. (laughs) Okay. But definitely College Station or somewhere down in Austin, Texas. I know it's kind of a drive for us, but, you know, it's – right now we're not playing for the money. We're just playing because we absolutely love it. And
0: that's –
1: But those are definitely two of the main spots I'd like to hit.
0: And then are you looking at touring, touring out once things kind of clear up or do you? I would
1: would hope so. I would like to. Um, You know, I've been trying to schedule and talk to different venues, hoping that maybe after all this lets up or right before if they wanted to do kind of what we're doing, doing the live stream uh, that my band and I would be interested in doing so with mm-hmm. them, um, even putting on like helping for fundraiser donations, we are always down to play.:
0: Awesome, awesome um, And then where can everybody find you on social media? Where can they find your um, current music that 's out, your new EP once it releases, and all that fun stuff.
1: Um, I have a music page on Facebook. It's under Derrick a Derek Music. Um, it'll probably pop up as AK Official. I have a Twitter. I don't really do a whole lot of tweeting. No. I just kind of look over it and yeah. see what things are doing and everyone. But, and then Instagram. I like to do a lot of posts on Instagram, and I believe it's a Derek 3. Okay, cool. And then We're- you can find my music on any streaming platform
0: uh, what, this is kind of an interesting, before we, uh, wrap it up here, I I was interested in what other people are doing on social media. What's your favorite platform to post on as far as for your music stuff?
1: For my music, definitely Instagram. Um, I try to tie it with, I connected the two. I connected Instagram and Facebook together. That way mm-hmm. when I do post about my music, it also posts it on my Facebook page. Yeah. Because I know a lot of my older followers, AKA my parents are on Facebook and a lot of their friends that support me are also on there. Yeah. Um, and then people my age and younger, they're more on the Instagram platform.
0: Boy, you're making me feel old now.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, but, uh... Are you doing, one thing that I've been spending a lot of time on uh, during the quarantine is trying to figure out TikTok.
1: Yes.
0: Like, like there's def. everybody tells me that there's no method to the madness there. Like it is literally just post things.
1: I said I wasn't going to download it and I did and I almost regret it, <laughs> but
0: you know, but I see so many musicians, like, posting random things, like, it's not even 100% music related. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not really the personality for, like, the face of anything, like, I'm just here pushing independent music. (laughs) And so, like, I go to my TikTok. And it's like, random uh, street performers, like, there's a guy on there just Playing when I was living in Florida for a little bit, I went to uh, like old St. Augustine, which is like a yeah, old St. Augustine, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and there's like a guy playing bucket drums, okay. And so I just sat there and I was just like, all right, I'm gonna film this guy for a while. And then I posted it on TikTok and it's like, yeah I got 800 views, you know, so it's
1: it's fast, yeah. I don't I guess I never realized how fast social media truly is and how fast it gets around to people. But I mean, I, I have a couple videos, just silly videos that I posted. And I mean, it's seen like 2000 people and I'm like, I just posted that maybe like an hour ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the content that I put on there, it's like, it seems like the stuff that I don't put any effort into,
1: gets the
0: most gets the most and then like the like our live performance videos where it's like takes me an hour to mix the music and then like an hour to edit like i'm putting all this time and effort into it and it gets like six views and i'm like (laughs) well all right then i obviously don't know what i'm doing yeah
1: i'm right there with you i have no idea but i can see where it's very beneficial for independent artists trying to get their stuff out there so I might I might have to take that route a little bit yeah I have to yeah. do
0: that because I mean you like I mean and maybe even with the gymnastics like maybe it's more for the like the gymnastic stuff you're doing because it seems like a lot of the dancing and stuff seems to hit a little bit better or more consistently at least mm-hmm. so I don't know I'm still trying to figure it all out
1: <sighs> I, I am
0: <laughs> but um once again thank you so so much really appreciate you um and uh we'll, we'll stay in contact after this so once the pandemic lifts uh hopefully we can get you down to texas and
1: oh, I would figure love that.
0: A, yeah figure out a way to get you on some shows and uh like i said shoot me a message after this and i'll get you in contact with uh, my buddy in wichita falls and see if we can get you some shows there
1: that sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Tom. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you all later.